You are tuned in to Lightworkers Lounge, tales of having a human experience in a spiritual world. I love the video of you and Sadie in the water. Yeah, it's good, right? It's magical. That was my favorite ever. That was my favorite moment for sure. It felt like I was in a movie. It looked like it was a movie. So guys, welcome to another episode of Lightworkers Lounge, where you guys know, what do I always say is my favorite sign? Aquarius. Well, we have an Aquarius guest today that I handpicked from a reality TV show of all 12 Zodiac signs. I'm here talking to James, who is from the show Written in the Stars. You guys know I don't watch TV. I'm always outside. I'm always working. I just don't make time for it. It's not something I do. But when you guys started to email me saying, there is this show you have got to see. It's called Written in the Stars, and it's a reality TV dating show where they pair all 12 Zodiac signs in a house and look at their entire birth chart, aside from just their sun sign, and see if they have romantic compatibility. I instantly said, okay, I don't know what Discovery Plus, Hulu, Prime, Yelp, I don't know, <laughs> but I figured it out. I found the show. And I couldn't stop watching it. I I limited myself to an episode a day, but I was just fascinated. So, James, do you watch reality TV? Are you into dating shows? I'm into dating shows, but what a mad experience adding astrology to it. It was crazy. Right. To be in the middle of that, to actually be a contestant or a, a part of the cast and say, hey, James, this is your birth chart. You believe a little bit in astrology, but let's test it in real life and in a show, in a villa for 30 days, sunshine with 52 cameras and mics every single day where you are connecting with somebody on such a deep level away from technology, writing, reading. It was a crazy, crazy experience and something I'd never, ever done before. And I'm so glad it was captured so we can watch it back. Yeah. How did you take us through the process of how did you, so are you a model? Do you get casted for shows often? How did you find this show or how did it find you? I juggle a lot of things. I I, I model, I shoot content, I teach fitness and yoga, and I now run retreats. So I juggle a lot of different things. And I truly believe I manifested myself onto that show. I believe in manifestation. I believe in speaking my purpose and what I want to manifest in this world. And last year when I was in Bali, I said, and all my friends said, James, you have the personality and the look and everything to be on a TV show. I just didn't know which one it could be. 
But I'm always there talking about relationships, my friends. I'm there, one there who's quite open and I communicate about relationships all the time. And I got my Aquarius tattoo on my hand about three years ago in Spain. And this show came through the doors when I said to myself and I said to the universe, I want to be on a TV show. I want to travel. I want to learn about more about myself. And um, they came through and it said, astrology, you're going to be matched. They actually didn't tell us what it was about. We arrived. Wait, wait, wait. They didn't tell you that it was an astrology-based dating show. So wait, what did they <laughs> no. tell you? Tell us it was a dating show in Greece and we'd have to catch a flight to Greece and we were put in quarantine for three days away from everything. Our phones were taken off us. Our laptops were taken off us. And we arrived on in a villa and they suddenly, the bell hit on the first episode, the bell hit. You could see how shocked we were. We went down to the grove and they said, right, you're here because you all represent your star sign and we're going to match you with your perfect match to see if you can find love. That was it. And I was open for it. And so that's why it was the Sagittarius that said, I don't even believe in this shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think so. That's it. And that was that was so nice okay. about it, right? We got people from all walks of life. People believed in astrology, people that did, did. And it was just, it was a really mad, crazy experience. And I learned so much. So the casting is because everyone on the show is essentially models with portfolios, like with an agency, and they just go through and pick people, right? I believe they had just had different people from all, all walks of life, right? So it wasn't just models. It was, um, there, there was builders, there was, um, there was oh. people from all, there was influencers, there, there was loads of different people. So everyone had, was from all walks of life too, um, oh. had a, like a hairdresser or beautician, and it was crazy. Just, oh, okay. So it was like maybe their agents scoured the internet and found pe people that they thought, okay, this is perfect for the ship. Yeah, so casting agent. Scorpio. Yeah, there's a job out there, right? To just search yeah. out people for shows. Discovery, and, um, call yeah. me. Yeah, they've been um they've been knocking on the door for ages, but this was the right one for sure. So nobody knew that it had to do with astrology. And well, wait, what if, what if someone on the show was like, astrology is such bullshit. I don't believe it. it's bollocks, as you said. The other day. Yeah, <laughs> were, were you allowed to say like, oh, I don't believe in astrology. It's against my religion. And just like dip out of the show. 100%. And this, this is the thing. You couldn't just dip out the show, but it was like, there was um, astrologers on there. There was there's three astrologers on there saying, Look, if you're if you're a skeptic, you can be a skeptic. This is all about an experience. This is about yes. test. This is about testing your sun, your moon, your rising sign, your yes. Venus, your Mars. How you like to love, how you like to receive love, how you what you how you are behind closed doors, and who you're yeah. becoming, and who you are out in the open. All of these things. Let's test it in real life and see if we can find compatibility in real yeah. time with it. And, and so, it, cut to the chase. Do you think it works? I fell in love on the show. I feel like I felt that deep. I felt, and love is shallow and love is deep, right? Mm -hmm. And it was a mad experience. And, and if you share an experience with somebody away from noise and away from your phones and distractions, you can find a really deep connection for sure. Yes. So I definitely felt it, how deep and shallow it was. I'm unsure because of the experience, but I'm saying that anyway, you know, that was yeah. it. I, I Words, you know, words are important, but just looking at the way you looked at Sadie, which was the Pisces you were matched with, when she came out, it just the way you looked at her, you instantly knew, oh, there's something there. 
There, there's a yes. feeling here. So I believe you when you say that. And that's a really good point. You know, we live in such a society where we are just attached to our phones. And if it's in our phones, it's our computer. And then we're just always overly stimulated. Long gone are the days of handwriting letters or having to call your friend's house and ask their parents if you can talk to them. So it's a whole process. So do you ever think that just the idea of being on this beautiful villa, the nature out there was gorgeous. It looked beautiful with no technology that it's easy to kind of fall in love with anybody because it's this, whoa, we're not, our generation isn't used to this type of connection. It feels good with everyone. You know what I'm saying? It's your definition for love, first of all, right? But you can definitely find a deep and meaningful connection with somebody because it's, it was like a relationship retreat. I, I, I escaped all other noise and external noise that we have in life and stresses. And you were able just to focus on one person and have coaching through astrology on learning who you are and how you can express yourself and connect with another person. That's a beautiful place to be. That's a yeah. blessed place. And in this world, it's very, very difficult to have that, that spot where you can be away from your phones and have no distractions of being attracted to other people or yeah. having the stress of work and things like that. So I was on a intense relationship retreat and it was, it was beautiful to say the least. I mean, when I locked eyes with Sadie, the relief of having the first three days of not really being myself and also yeah. having cameras and everything else involved, there was a big outburst of a release when, when Sadie and I locked eyes because there was automatically, you can feel a connection yeah. when you have a connection with somebody, can't you, through the yeah. eyes yeah. Um, before you get them. And, and before you get to know their birth charts. So it's it's fascinating. You feel it. I felt it in real time. And yeah. then I was able to delve deeper. Oh. You guys, I, lo- I love pineapples. <laughs> yeah, pineapples. pineapples. So for those who don't know what we're talking about on the show, you, I mean, you explain what was happening when you guys had said pineapples. I can't remember which episode it was, but I, I just yeah. I jumped out of the shower and I said to Sadie, I always like to keep it light and play games anyway, but I, I just said, Okay, say the first word that's on your mind. I'm going to say three, two, one, and we go three, two, one. And we both said pineapples and I like blew the roof off the place. I didn't know what was going on. Yeah, <laughs> that is so funny that you do that because I'm like known to be that person who will go up to someone and say, What's it? what animal are you thinking of? Go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, let's just test it in real time, right? It's a fun yeah. little game. Yeah, uh, it is. It's not, not- it's good to do with your friends. I mean, if they say something else, don't neglect them and don't push them off and find a new friend. I mean, it's not that, but if they do say something, it's it's crazy. Oh, and but it's, it's hilarious. Those little nit bits of connection happen all the time in, in different places, you know, when you're connecting mm-hmm. with somebody. And you get to realize that when you're away from all of that noise, you know? Yeah. Those little things. You know what I, what I loved about you on the show is that, you know, it was people from all different walks of life. But to me, you really stood out because you can tell on the show it was a lot of lounging by the pool and gossip and talking about people. I mean, you guys had nothing else to do because they took your phones away. Right. They didn't really plan too many events for you guys. They literally kind of put you in a box to see how you would interact with one another. But correct me if I'm wrong, because I know the cameras only show just a tiny fraction you were teaching the group yoga. Yeah. How I did honestly, you, what did you do? Did you just get up one morning and say, guys, come on to the grass? I um every day since I've been able to, to live this lifestyle that I've created for me and I've manifested, yeah. even when I was on the show, 
I felt like, yeah, this is meant to be because I manifested it. But I wake up every day, I meditate, I do my training, and I usually teach two or three classes where I am now in Bali. So me doing it on in a villa with a bunch of people and helping people connect to each other, that's what I'm all about anyway. So for me, I just pitched in. It was a stressful day the day before. So I, I offered and I said on the show too, like, let's do some yoga together. Let's train together and let's just find a little bit of calm and peace because it, there was a lot of energies transferring and chaos going on. Yeah. And it was perfect. Everybody found grounding with it. And um, it was, yeah, every day was the, the same to me, to yeah. be honest. I have a routine. I know I'm a, a Virgo moon, so I like my structure and routine and I love looking after my body. So it's, um, it, it was, it was easy for me to flow into that. I just need to use my Aquarian to inspire people to do the same you know yeah and I noticed there were there were a lot of shots of you sitting on the ledge just taking in the beautiful Mm. view of the ocean you sitting in the window just enjoying the breeze it was so just refreshing to see someone like okay I'm in a big social experiment but I'm still going to find myself and get peace and get grounding that's so Aquarius in your chart but what in those moments what were you thinking just meditating zoning thank you for noticing that I've always ever since I was a baby boy looked out at the world and I'm fascinated by it I grew up in Saudi Arabia in the Middle East for the first decade of my life and I remember going to the deserts where there was no light pollution and seeing the stars and thinking what the fuck is going on <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> Aquarius <laughs> and, and um, I was I'm just in awe with the world I just love looking at it and I'm yeah. fascinated by it. and and it brings a sense of peace in me when I can sit on a ledge and I can look out to landscape and go and I can dream and I can think about where I'm going and I have clear visions of where I want to be in life and I have clear visions of how I want to help people and who are with the lifestyle I'm living yeah. and I'm living them now but I need time to take to, to to just sit there and smell the roses and just look out and and dream and and then I can just get back to my routine and I, if you know where you're going, you can enjoy the journey more. Right? There's a lot of people that just go with the flow with it too, and um, I know where I'm going. I have a the highest highest vision of myself, and I contemplate that almost every day. And then it means I can be present and I can flow with life. And yeah. I bring it brings more gratitude and it brings more thankfulness for living every single day in the present moment. And I think that is what life's about. I love it. I do the same thing. I get asked so frequently by friends and family, like, are you okay? You just kind of disappeared from that party and you were just walking on the beach by yourself. I'm like, oh, I'm fine. I just, I'm a Sag. I'm the life of the party and I need to just take a break. My favorite things are things like tornadoes, hurricanes. I love storm chasing. Like you said, I love going somewhere where there is no light. (laughs) I, well, I love the chaos. Sure. But I love them because they make me feel so small. Because when you're looking at a hurricane or a storm or even just out into the ocean or the stars, you're like, oh, wow, I'm just a little dot on this earth. And so all of my problems throughout the day that I thought were so big are actually not. And this is it. It's perspective. And this is what my lifestyle of traveling has got to me, but then also taking moments where you can just gaze at something for a bit. It gives you perspective on how small we are beings on this world. And how small the earth is compared to the solar system and the universe we're in. Yeah. So how small are 
worries and our doubts and our fears are inside our own mind. Exactly. So don't worry. Everything's already written in the stars. No, Everything's already written. So just, just live and just, just be. Relax. Yeah. Now you made a post about your time on written in the stars, 12 mm-hmm. things you learned on the show. Do you remember yes. this? We did some digging on you. <laughs> you you stalked my Instagram. You've gone through. I remember. Stop. Yeah, I remember doing this. I posted. Yeah, it. we we essentially talked about it all. Your number one is you have the power to manifest anything from your imagination. You put yourself on a show way before the casting came around. Is this true? <laughs> true, 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 true. I I told you I. Truly believe that I manifest. I spoke out to the universe. I said, James, you're going to be on a TV show this year. Yeah. And and the call came. The message on Instagram yeah. came. I had a call. Mm-hmm. And then they they flew me out to Greece like ASAP Rocky. <laughs> ASAP. <laughs> I love your number two, though. Time away so, from technology and noise allows you to look deep inside yourself and connect to who you really are. Can you explain to the audience, since a lot of our audience is the United States and we have no idea what's going on in Indonesia and Bali over there, what just happened a week or two ago? The silence? Day of silence? There's a day day called Nyepi in Bali, and this is why I love Balinese culture, is there's two things. Well, there's a load of things about this culture. But the Bali culture, they bless every single day with a prayer, with a meditation internalizing and with everything and if you bless every single day with a prayer you totally feel blessed with life every single day imagine waking up like that this is why i meditate 10 minutes a day just to reconnect with myself and who i am and to go james everything's going to be okay you're on the right path let's fucking go (laughs) right and then the second thing is silence and taking time away from all of the noise and your phone and Nepi is a day of silence here in Bali where they shut off all technology, all Wi-Fi, all traffic, all lights, all electricity. So people, a lot like the pandemic, they go get food and they go and stop their fridges. And that day and evening is pure silence across the whole island and pure darkness. So can you imagine seeing the stars? No. It recenters the whole island. And it recenters yourself, right? So if you can find moments, especially in America, I've been to America too, and I love it. It's so vast, but there is a lot of noise and a lot of busyness, people chasing, that you need to sit back, take 10 minutes every day away from your phone, take an hour. And what Bali do is they take a day every year away from your phones and away from the noise and away from the stresses and away from your family and friends to be with yourself, to listen to yourself. And once you do that, you will know who you are. And when you come back into the noise again, you will feel like you are living who you are meant to be. And that's what we're all looking for, right? Yeah. How was that day for you? What did you do? Madness. Madness. I, I took my, I, I put my phone on charge. I turned it off and just wandered throughout my day. I journaled because I wanted to get all of my thoughts out on yeah. away from everything. I, I trained, I journaled, I just enjoyed the silence. And it's difficult. It's really tough to be like, to wanting to get your phone and urges. But these are the urges in life where and your desires, where you're chasing things, is where you need to contemplate and go, why do I need this? Why do I want to reach to, out to this person? 
Mm-hmm. Is it attachment? Is it because I love them? Or can I just sit with myself for a second and go, okay, or what am I reaching for here? Why do I want to go on Instagram and get a hit or a dopamine yeah. hit? Why do I want to post something? Yeah. It's all of these things I was contemplating. And then when it came to the evening, I I just enjoyed the night sky. I was, it was there for ages, you know, it was just, again, yeah. my inner child. Like yeah. what the hell is going up in there? And um, it just brings me awe and it brings me peace when I look at the stars. And yeah. um, I love it. Oh, that, yeah. Just imagining America and doing something. <laughs> Not going to happen. I wish it would, but. Oh, it's I'll, so I'll write a letter to somebody. <laughs> yeah. Hey, America, yeah. You should just turn everything off. <laughs> and they'll be like, well, how much money does that make us? <laughs> so. <laughs> wow. None, everybody would be happier. So. We don't care about happiness here. We just sell happy meals, James. <laughs> <laughs> That's no, that's, that's incredible. And we were talking when that happened and I remember thinking, oh my gosh. And I follow other people from Bali and I saw in their stories, just how loud the chirp of birds, the Mm. song of birds was because everything was off. But we don't realize because we are in it, how loud just traffic cars, everything is until it's all gone. But then also, do, do we sometimes not realize how loud our doubts and fears in our own mind are? Because this is the thing. Yes. In the silence, you realize how, how your mind actually works. And there's a lot going on in our minds. I'm stressed about this. I need to look after dog. I need to feed this. I need to get to work. How's my partner feeling? You know, are they, am I feeling loved? Is this really what I want? All of these answers are inside of us, but we're seeking them externally. So yeah. if you can take some time, and the, I used to hate writing, and this is what Written in the Stars in the show brought back into me, and they did it in a romantic sense. It was like going back to school. They said, all right, cast, we're going to write a poem for each other. And I, I love the te- that test of we sat there for an hour writing poems to our partners, our matches. And I hate writing, but my first line was like, um, oh, Sadie, <laughs> I don't like to write, but they made me. And I was I like, <laughs> that's what I was like. I was like, this is fun. Writing yeah. from your own mind is therapy. Yeah. Put it out there. You can read your own thoughts if you write them on paper. Yeah. Oh, see. And a lot of people have a negative connotation with dating shows. They think they're superficial or just so planned and not real. But if they take a step back and really think about it, you guys were pushed out of your comfort zone. You didn't like to write. Maybe some people didn't want to do yoga with you. Everyone was pushed out of their comfort zone. And no matter what it is, just to do that is how you grow. It's how you make a good human experience in this lifetime. And so that's really cool. Yeah. Push out of your comfort zone, face your fears, and you will grow exponentially. Right? It's your your comfort zone is is your circle where you feel really comfy. But- Put yourself out and this is what comes with taking a one-way flight and traveling and again this is you'll understand Sagittarius you know going on a going on an, a new adventure or going into nature or going on that date that you feel a little bit nervous about but you kind of want to push yourself out the comfort zone because you're only going to learn outside of that if you stay comfy lovely but yeah. let's grow you know let's we, we're human beings here we're here to grow mentally yeah. physically spiritually 
This is another thing I just adore about you is your history with travel. You've been everywhere. Can you give us the rundown? You said you were born in Saudi Arabia and you lived there until you were 12, 13. I lived there for the first decade of my life, Saudi Arabia in the Middle East. Then I moved to Hong Kong in Asia, which was more of a a, a Buddhist culture. And I still love that, you know, chasing peace and Zen. And then I moved to the UK in London when I was about 13, 14, where I went to school and then I studied uh, in uni. So I I was in the UK after that. And um, my family, my parents from an Asian and a UK background, West, East meets West, true yin and yang. They found balance in the Middle East and they went and they fell in love traveling. So I obviously fell in love traveling too. And I'm so grateful for that because I grew up in a, um, in just a middle-class family, you know, yeah. my, just they work normal jobs and mm-hmm. were very like everybody, you know, they stressed about money and they, they yeah. wanted to work hard for the kids and all of this. But one thing they, they really instilled in me is if you're going to spend money on yourself, spend it on experiences yeah. rather than the material things. And they did that from a very young age and they took me to six continents apart from Antarctica. And I've, I've visited so many different cultures and experiences that I just want to do more. And I want to inspire people to do the same, you know? So from Africa, South America to America, to Canada, to Asia, to Japan, to the Middle East, to the most of Europe, all of these places. And the one thing I've learned is that away from cultures, religions, gender, we're all human beings and yeah. um, have the ability to connect with everybody if you just give them the time and you give them give them space, you know. Yeah. And that alone can really help you with future friendships or romantic relationships, conflict resolution. It makes you so patient, right? Because traveling internationally where you don't know the foreign language, you don't know cultural norms or what's inappropriate and you have to just learn on a whim with no Google Translator. That's incredible experience. Travel travel this day is easier than ever before, right? Oh, yeah. With all the translators and things and all the apps you can use. All the fear you have, yeah. All the fears you have about traveling is really, is is even solo travels, right? Solo traveling is the one thing about, you know, going out and finding yourself or or traveling by yourself is that you actually have the tools, every, all of the tools to do it yourself. You just need to do it. You just need to have that courage to jump off the cliff. You know, I was... I was reading a girl who's an Aries yesterday and she's young. She's very young. Bye. Yeah. She, I love Aries girls. Shout out to all my Aries girls. You guys keep me lit up, but she has a dream. She's from Norway and she has a dream in her heart. Ever since she was a little girl, she wants to go to Australia. She said, I know my husband is there. My dream career is being a photographer of the landscape there. I just want to go. And I said, well, why haven't you been? I think she just turned 28. I said, and she just said, I'm so nervous to travel by myself. I don't, I don't know. It's so far Do away. It. So James in talking about your retreats, they're all the way in Bali, Indonesia. Like it's a hot spot. Everybody in the U S talks about it. I'm sure they do in the UK too, but there are a lot of people who are like, I am so afraid to travel to Indonesia by myself. What advice as a man born with a Sagittarius rising to two very Sagittarius parents, What can you tell them, especially female travelers? I think women just naturally, we get more nervous traveling internationally alone, 14 hour flights. Like, tell us, how do we do it? 100%. Solo travel is the most freeing thing you can ever do. But of course, you have to face that fear of going by yourself. Mm -hmm. But on the other end of it, 
you've got to trust that you are going on your own personal journey. And by going on that journey, you're going to connect with like-minded people and you're going to have experiences that connect with people that you're going to come back home and you're going to be a changed person. But facing that fear of doing it is easier than ever before because you have the connection with your phones and translator. And also you have a flight back home too. The world is really smaller than you think. Think about it. We're not traveling to Pluto here. Yeah, we're traveling across the earth. And the idea of setting up retreats, and this is where it comes in for me, is that I have a passion for well-being and I have a passion for travel and I have a passion for connecting people and building relationships and allowing people to connect with themselves and other people. So if I've created a space and a retreat, which is seven days and it's in a beautiful place in Bali where you can find that space and you to reconnect with yourself and to reconnect with like-minded people and to go on amazing adventures and experiences, see waterfalls and to go snorkeling to make you feel alive again, but then also to reconnect with facilitators like astrologers, relationship coaches, yoga teachers, trainers, um, healers, breathwork coaches to access these different healing modalities to help you reconnect with yourself and to process your healing and to process your traumas and to to find out what you want to let go so you move forward and you come back home lighter and free and more peaceful and more happy because that's what we're all yes and it's almost like the retreat begins the moment you head to the airport because that's where it starts is, can I do this? Yes, you can. I got to tell you, though, as a Sagittarius who has traveled all over the place, I some of my best conversations happen with strangers on a flight. Have mm-hmm. you had that? One of the People best you never see again, but you just share everything on a long flight. Best connections you have is when you solo travel and you meet people solo traveling too. What's your, why are you out here? What are you doing here? Everybody's on their own journey, but to have perspective of that, you need to do it yourself, right? Yes. And everybody wants to help you. We think the world's scary and everyone's going to ignore us and we're just going to get trampled on, but you know how many people love to help? Hey, I don't know what this says. I don't know where this is. Can you help me find people love it? Makes them feel so good. And they're more than willing to see, oh, you're lost. I got you. Let's do this. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. And if you are lost, I got you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, this is it. Yeah. Like everybody, everybody's lost as well, Steph. Like yeah. this is the thing. We know a lot parts of it, but then there's other parts that we're still trying to discover because we don't really know what's going on, do we? Like, I don't think is, we ever will. No, we won't. And we have the tools and we have astrology and we have all of these things. And it's like, I'm learning about astrology and I'm and I'm believing in it because of my experience from the show and the connections I'm making and and um all of my friends you know the the Scorpio the Capricorn the Gemini I see these these traits in them and I'm learning through experience rather than just believing in something and just 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 putting hope in it I'm learning through experience and travel is experience Colin on the show, he is incredible. He's a Gemini, so he is smart, of course, but he had the best quote. He said, astrology is not something you believe. It's something you experience. Genius. Just absolutely genius. And I love, you know, your Gemini friends understand that they love to talk. They love to socialize. They have many friends. Accept that about them. Your Capricorn friends, well, they are very structured. They're going to go to bed early. They really care about their career. Don't call them uptight or an asshole. Let them go do their thing. (laughs) Aquarius is the sign that rules astrology. And the reason why, you guys, I love Aquarius the most is because 
the least judgmental. They are not a judgmental species. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Mr. Aquarius. You guys just look at everybody as an interesting piece of art. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is, that's really fascinating. This is the first time, not the first time I've heard it, but I definitely feel it for sure. Like I, I ha- have the ability and I love connecting with people. I'm so curious about what your story is. And, mm-hmm. and I'm always asking questions and I'm intrigued and everybody has a story and everybody yeah. has their own beliefs. And I'm really curious about that for sure. And yeah. like, I don't, I don't judge, I don't judge people. It's, it's, um, I get to know them first. Exactly. Your parents, so they are quite different. You said one's from Hong Kong, yeah. one's literally yeah, yin and yang. And ast- yeah, they literally are, and astrologically listen to this Virgo moon dad, Sagittarius mum. And my moon is Virgo and yeah. my rising is Sag. I am right in the balance of, of what my parents and the world yeah. for the world is yeah. living. It's crazy. So your with dad's, my Virgo, your dad's yeah, a Virgo son? He's a, Vir- he's a Virgo son, yeah. And I'm Virgo yeah. moon. I love that um, incompatibility because you guys are yin yang. So his ego understands your heart. Your heart understands why he acts the way he does. It's beautiful. Mm, he's trained. Yeah. And he's like Virgo to the T, right? Completely grounded. He's, he goes yeah. to the gym every single day. He has structure routine. Nothing changes within his structure routine. He's doing it for years and years and years and years. And this is where I get my training and my, and everything from and my planning from. He'll plan yeah. a holiday. My mom will just go. You see what I mean? So like, Sagittarius. <laughs> so Sagittarius. Sagittarius was the constellation rising over the horizon when you were born. And what we call this is our soul's promise. And so your mom being, or me, or any Sagittarian you meet, these are people who uplift you into that soul's promise, which in the sign of Sagittarius is being a wisdom speaker, is being a teacher. Wow by example, is hosting retreats and saying, let me heal and teach through the wisdom I've acquired through my adventures. Or hosting podcasts. Have I thanked you for that already? Thank you very much. You are showing me you're the soul's teacher here. Oh, you would be phenomenal. You know, podcasting is a beautiful art. It's getting really popular, but people don't realize how difficult it can be when you don't have someone to talk to, when it's just you and the microphone and you share things, you're talking to yourself. You kind of got to be a little mentally ill to do it, but you, a Mr. Aquarius Virgo moon. Oh, get out those thoughts. You'd be phenomenal at this. Yeah. Now, well, James, have to have, this is a dance. This is a dance yeah. here. It it's, is. Uh, can I play hmm. something and go a little deep with you? 100%. You said nothing's off limits. Nothing is off limits. Let's give him some juice. So he's like, gosh, dang it. I should have looked at my Instagram. Uh oh. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm going to play a recording and it's nothing new is what you said. And I just want to ask you about it. So here it is, you guys. I'm going to play a clip from the show written in the stars. It's when James was in the little confessional area, that orange couch where you just kind of talk to the camera. And This is a heartbreaking one. Future, and you can manifest what you want by saying it out into the universe and saying, I want to find true love. Uh, I want to be more peaceful. I want to um, give back to my family. But like when it actually happens and it feels like it's happening, it just makes me just makes me trust in everything that I'm doing and what I'm doing. 
James, what were you talking about in that confessional that just had you break down? You know, when it's scary when you go and do things for yourself and you're just a lone ranger and you feel like you're doing everything by yourself, like against the grain, you know, and taking that one way flight and chasing your dreams and and trying to build something from scratch. And your parents might not believe you. Your friends might not support you. But if you truly believe in it and you go for it and you find yourself in a moment that you've manifested into your life, like being on a TV show and, and fight, connecting with someone and falling in love and finding the partner of your dreams, it trusts, it gives you that. I was emotional there, but because I just trusted in everything I was doing, it's the answers the universe gave me to say, James, you're doing the right thing because sometimes life is hard and sometimes it's not easy and you have to risk everything and you have to have courage and be brave. But that was a moment there where I really felt like everything that I was thinking and I had visions of and I put myself in the position, I I just trusted in the universe then, you know, I trusted that everything's gonna be okay because I, I, I put myself out there and I risked everything against everyone really and um i felt like i was on my path there and these moments happen uh frequently now because i am now more vocal with my dreams and more vocal with what i want to create and these things start happening so i was highly highly emotional there and also it was a moment where i was trying so hard to connect with the taurus from the beginning and being open and honest and being myself and trying to speak her love languages but there was barriers up there mm -hmm. that when i had this new connection it felt right and it felt real and felt like it felt how it felt in my dreams you know yeah. so moment there i let it all go and and um yeah it was an emotional one for sure that one yeah i i feel you on that i think Sometimes when I have these great successes, like being a panelist speaker somewhere and people asking me, how did you grow this podcast? How did you get here? And, you know, when you're so knee deep and doing the work and the grind and showing up every day to create something, you sometimes forget to stop and look back and say, wow, look how far I've come. And all the haters, the doubters, the people that out of the kindness and caring for me said, I don't think you should do that. And you had to ignore it and march on solo anyway into the great unknown. When you stop, you've got hundreds of eyes on you saying, wow, how did you do that? You think back to all the nights, days when you were like, I can't do this. I fucked up. I, I, I'm going to fail. And you keep mm -hmm. going. And it's, I feel for you in that. Yeah. Isn't that funny, isn't it? When somebody says, look at all the success you've made, or you should be so proud. But like, you it feels like it's so quickly, but also being being a stand-up man and being in tune with emotions and being open with my emotions and and teaching men to do the same i feel like is another aspect of the, the progress i've made as a as a man and as a human being because it's not really it's the, it's not really quite common these days and i get that as people go look at look at the person you are it's it's like it's been overnight, but you know, an overnight success, even in myself, has been a decade and it takes decades. Over self and over. Self-work to learn about yourself and to heal from things and and to to be truly expressive and to be open. That takes work in yourself. And yep. um 
it's it's it, it brings joy though it brings joy and happiness that you you know we're going through this process and you can be like you can look back and go look at the person i am now you look back and you you stand and you have reflect on your life and where you've gone and the things you've done and the and the person you are now like be proud yeah. of yourself yeah be proud of yourself on the back and say like look how far i've come and we're still going every day we're still going until we're not here anymore but like take a moment to reflect on where you've come from and be yeah. proud of yourself and tell so, people in your life how proud you are of them and how much you love them because life is short and you should totally express yourself if you feel love if you feel joy if you feel happiness share that with somebody because you will spread that across the world and you spread that into your family if yeah. you totally feel like you love your daughter your partner your friend i love this about you i love this about you i'm proud of you for this you are going to share what we truly are here for and that is just to be joyful peaceful and happy and um that's what I'm here for. Simple as that, you know, away from everything. I oh, think if we can do more of that, then we're going to be, we're, we're on the right path, aren't we? So, poet, I just want to like give you a standing ovation. Like, geez, you are so talented. That is so your Mercury in Capricorn. <laughs> literally made for the oh, microphone. Just some people like me have to take pauses and stutter and think, what word choice, Sagittarius Mercury? What should I say? It's oh. not going to offend people. That that was beautiful. I don't know what's in the water in Bali, but do send some. <laughs> yeah, sure. And if not, you know, it's, well, I'll bottle it up. And that, that's the that's the second yeah. reason if, if anything yeah. else failed. Just, yeah. We'll just do more. I think um, this, also, the other thing is, if you worry about, do you worry about um, upsetting people? Sometimes I, I used to, now, now I just speak. But I think I need, sometimes I need to check myself before I wreck myself, you know. I do. And as a Sagittarius, you think I wouldn't care about upsetting people, but oh, I do. I don't like when I get negative reviews. I don't like when people email me saying that was kind of offensive or, uh, yeah. but that's because my moon and Venus and my chart, they're sitting on top of each other on the same degree. And so that just makes someone with a really big heart. And while that gets me some beautiful attention, it also gets me some unwanted attention and it's hard to deal with, but James, we have your chart in front of us and we are recording this video. We'll probably upload it on YouTube. So if you guys are listening to the audio, do go check out the YouTube so you can see the chart and what we're talking about. But James, can you see it? Is it sharing? I see it. You see it. I see it. And I remember you said, this looks like a mess. <laughs> what does it? it looks like a beautiful mess. I'm going to say beautiful. it looks like it's, I mean, everything's a mess, but it's still beautiful. There's numbers, yeah. there's symbols. Yeah. So this is your birth chart. I know people see it on CoStars, a popular app. The pattern is a really cool app that shows you your chart. Now, when you look at your chart, I just want to ask you before I just give a little miniature reading for you. So what we're going to do, guys, is everything James has shared with us. Thank you, James, for being so open and honest with us. This is what Lightworkers Lounge is, and you are the perfect fit. Thank you. Well, is I'm going to take welcome. pieces. Yeah, I'm going to take pieces of our conversation and say, ah, because as he's been speaking, my eyes have been moving from his chart to him, my chart to him. This is what I love to do as an astrologer. So what do you notice? I'll just give you the microphone here, James. What do you, what's the first thing that pops up in your chart? The first thing that pops up is obviously density, right? So I'm looking there at a lot of groundedness, although I do have a sun in Aquarius, I have a lot in Capricorn. Is that Capricorn? 
Very good. Very good. Yes. Yeah. Um, then from there, it sprouts out to a little bit of water, a little bit more earth, um, a little bit more. Yeah, it's water and earth. And then. Right. A, right. Do you see how everything's kind of bunched over here in the circle, though? Yeah. James, this is your superpower. This is not normal in a birth chart. Normally, it's the balance. There's a little bit of planets in every single house. So you have in your chart a stellium in the first house. And this is when there's three or more planets occupying one house. Do you see the number one right here? Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The first house. Not only do you have three, you have double that. Six. You guys, he's got wow. six planets in the first house. And so when I see this as an astrologer, I get so excited when I read charts before reading and I think, whoa. So the first house is ruled by Aries. And this is the house of me, myself, and I. This is the house of the physical body. So when I see a lot of activity in this house, especially as big as yours, whoa, this tells me this person came here to have self-discovery. Mm -hmm. They came here to be selfish with their time. If you've ever been called selfish or choosing yourself too much, this could yeah, be why. I, I've heard that one before, for sure. You're full of yourself. You're vain. Uh, I, I do think for myself, and I, I'm very uh, head, like, I just think, I, yeah, I'm here to self-discover, and I do think for myself. I obviously think for other people too, but um, we live in our own body and our own mind, right? So everybody's yeah. inherently selfish. For sure. Yeah. Um, but I do, I, I, I work on my own self and I'm, and I, I'm chasing my own dreams here. I'm on my own path. Like this is yeah. something I'm to do. Normally when I see this, these are people who choose, if they even choose to get married or have children later in life because the self-sacrifice that it takes to be in a committed partnership or especially to be a parent, you have to really sacrifice your time is not something they came here to do right away. They really need to choose themselves. So usually after age 36 is when I see these people finally settle down into a marriage or into being parents. What do you think? I yeah. fascinating. I, I dream of having kids for sure. I'm, yeah. I'm going to have kids. I'm going to, they're going to, I'm going to raise them as pretty fun beautiful kids just on the beach and seeing the world like I like I saw it you know and I'm going to teach them everything I know but yeah. not just here yeah. not just here. I'm still building I'm still yeah. learning still exploring see so, that's the first house stellium coming out yeah now yeah. your Saturn your Saturn is in Capricorn Saturn is kind of a generational placement I'm 88 you're 91 we both share Saturn and Capricorn Saturn represents the karmic lesson that our soul signed up for. When you, if you believe in reincarnation, when you came here, you said, I, James, promise to learn the lesson of Capricorn, which is being career driven, which is building a business, which is building up yourself to especially be financially self-sufficient, is being a free spirit while also having the self-discipline to get shit done. Now this is a, this transition yeah. is perfect because it's and this is what I've learned. I'm chasing freedom in every aspect of my life, right? Mentally, physically, yeah. spiritually, and financially. You must be free too, right? To feel yes. totally free, because that yes. is one of the biggest stresses everybody comes across yeah. in life. 
when am I going to pay? How am I going to pay my rent? Where's my next check? And I've always chased what I love doing before anything else. I believe that if I found a true person, I love what I was doing, the money would come. And I'm still yeah. doing that. I'm fulfilling my purpose here. But yeah. I trust stars that this will this will come true oh, yeah. for me. Absolutely. Your moon is in the eighth house of sudden windfalls. And so this tells me when I see the moon here, first of all, this person is a human lie detector. You can see right through people in a very psychic way. But also the eighth house represents like inheritance, big amounts of money. When I see the moon there, this is someone who I advise, hey, if you follow your heart over your logical head, this is where the money comes from. You also have Venus in the second house of our earned income, like our month to month paychecks, which tells me you make money through art, through being creative in some sense. Now, I calculated, that's when earlier I was like, close your eyes, don't look. I don't want you to see these dates. I want them to be a surprise. We go through what's called a first Saturn return between the ages of 28 and 31. And this is what we call our initiation into adulthood. Normally, it's a time when people get divorced or married, or they lose a job, they get their dream job, they lose custody of a child or have one. It's moments during that where you say, oh, shit's getting real. I'm not a teenager. I'm not an adolescent. I'm an adult. And so your first Saturn return was March 2020 to December 2020. Can you tell us how that year was for you? March 2020 to December 2020. Is this a true Aquarian trait that I find it very difficult to think back to dates? That's your because Virgo moon, your poor mind. My Virgo moon. I, and because for me, I stay present with things and I'm always visualizing the future and I can see the future. But when yeah. I think back, I'm like, what did I do yesterday? <laughs> Let alone in 2020. Yeah. Did 2020. 2020 was the pandemic. That's when the world shut down. And knowing oh, your Saturn's in the first house, did you do anything like make any choices that you had to choose you, like go through a breakup or quit a job? I did everything. Oh, I, you did? I, oh, we found it. I broke up, I broke up um, with my my ex in London. Mm -hmm. I left my flat. I took a one-way flight to Ibiza to chase my dream <laughs> and to feel free. And to start doing retreats even before COVID was still going on, so yeah, I did. I did that whole choice of going. I feel closed, caged. My freedom is sabotaged here. I uh, I need to get away, and I need to go and feel free again. So I broke up with my in my relationship. I broke the lease on my flat. I sold and gave half of my stuff away to charity and I took a one-way flight to the islands. If that's not the most first Saturn return, you know what I did during my first Saturn return? I got a divorce, left my lease and lived out of an old Subaru car in the mountains and then moved well, to the beach. <laughs> yeah. Right? We really? were having these sudden awakenings of like, wait, I lost my identity. I lost, especially for you with your Saturn in the first house, that's saying... Like one day you wake up during this. I bet if you look at the exact date when you did this, it was between March 2020 I'm and thinking, sure, It was April, the, probably like April the 1st. I just, so. <laughs> you said, I'm not becoming who I'm supposed to be. And I'm sorry, ex-partner. I'm sorry, landlord. I got to go and I got to get the yeah. fuck out right? Yeah. Saturn's powerful. And so I always, to my young readers who call in and get birth chart readings, I always tell them, hey, feed your Saturn. So 
you can feed your Saturn and Capricorn is doing exactly what you're doing right now. You're starting a business, you're promoting yourself, you're sharing, you're doing things to figure out who you are. And have you been single essentially since you broke up with that person? Basically, yes. I've been yes. single a lot. That's basically, good. Well, obviously, two years and then the most intense relationship I had on the show, Written in the Stars, obviously. And then, yeah. and, and that was in June. And then yeah. I have things have transcribed since then so on my youtube there'll be like a little video of what happened after written in the stars and explaining that and um and now i am free and work focusing on myself and making myself a better man every single day and trusting true connection is going to come good and now after the show you got let us see it james let us see the venus and pisces tattoo venus and pisces tattoo can you Look see that? that? Yeah, I can. It's beautiful. The two fish. Two fish. What yeah, inspired you to put that on your body? That's permanent. I, <laughs> I, um, I've always, this is the thing. All of my, 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 all of my tattoos are like everything else in my life is yin yang balance. I have my masculine side with my kickboxing, strong strength, arm and then on my left side my meditation breathe it's very feminine and soft and on my pisces venus tattoo here and from the show it's an ode to um the show and my experience but then it's an ode to my venus and pisces something that i learned on written stars that in a loving and romantic relationship i am sensitive sensual dreamy gentle and a romantic at heart and that's what it brought out in me because Aquariuses get a bad rep because of their free spiritedness and they get cold. They have a bad rep out there online because they can be quite aloof and they can ghost. They can be cold with their emotions. But yeah. inside, inside my heart, I'm very romantic and sensitive and sensual. Yeah. You just need to find the right person to bring it out of you. Exactly. I always say, you guys, I I don't like those memes out there that say Aquarius is just detached. They're aloof. It's like even when they're giving you, you posted a picture on your stories the other day. It cracked me up. I think you were playing Jenga with your friends and you're wearing a black shirt and you're just in the <laughs> in the background like this. And you <laughs> do you know what photo I'm talking about? I think it was just a story, right? I think so. It was on your story. I'm pretty sure because I laughed. It taught me a bad moment because I love Jenga. I love all board games. <laughs> you didn't look like you did. You looked miserable. And I was <laughs> this is the most Aquarius face. Like, you don't look miserable. You just looked like you were on a different planet in your <laughs> I am on a different planet. I know, but I was like, that that's James. Now, in terms oh, I'm on of the your- same planet, I'm on the same planet. I'm just I'm on the same planet. I'm I'm just from a different planet. Of course you are. Do you literally have people tell you sometimes like, oh, you're from Pleiades or like a different constellation? I get that all the time. No, they don't say where I'm from. They're just curious of where I'm from, if you know what I mean. So they don't yeah. go, you're from here. They go, where yeah. are you from? Yeah. I have people come up to me and say like the, the design above my head or my aura. I don't know. It's some wild shit, but I like it. I'm like, yeah, I, I've never felt like I fit in here. This is just a cool experience. I'm ready to be beamed up though. Do you think aliens are real? Oh, let's, uh, let's imagine, right. There's billions and billions of stars out there. And I think for sure, we don't even know what aliens are, right? We only have yeah. the capacity to uh, think about what life and reality is really, but 
there is there's more to it and um there's other dimensions that we don't even know for sure i always say what's more terrifying the fact that we might be alone in this universe or the fact that there's aliens yeah true do you think they're on on different planets going like using the stars and going the earth is there so it means that i am I'm building a spaceship to go and discover. <laughs> Heck yeah. Oh yeah. Do you know how many people ask me, why doesn't there an earth sign? Like my earth is an Aries. Why not? Interesting. Yeah. Right. That's a good question. Let me explain your chart. Speaking of earth though. So th- this is the reason why you guys, that you don't have an earth and cancer because the Maybe center. Yeah. The center of your wheel right here. This is earth. This is where you took your first breath. And now Exactly at, we're going to say 5.45 a.m. When you took that first breath, you came out. Here's James, ready to take on the world. This is the screenshot of where all the planets were. So your Venus was in Pisces down here. You had your Mars in the fifth house. Jupiter was in Leo. Ooh, this is a screenshot of that. And planets tell us what, what energy we're talking about. Venus, how you love. Moon, what do you need to feel emotionally satisfied? And now see the signs on the outside. You got Scorpio, Sagittarius, Capricorn. These guys tell us how. This is the filter that the planet is filtering its energy through. So your sun signs, your personality, your personality is filtered through Aquarius. Mm -hmm. And finally, Mm -hmm. see the 12 pie slices in the middle? Mm -hmm. See those things? Mm -hmm. These are the houses. And each slice represents a different area of life where that energy shows up. So, okay, we know James is an Aquarius. That's where his ego and his personality is being filtered from. What area of life can you definitely tell he's an Aquarius? Ah, the way he dresses, the way he presents himself. First house of identity. He loves Mm -hmm. being an Aquarius. He owns it. So planets tell you what? Yeah, signs tell you how and houses tell you where. Mm. And now when it comes to relationships with you, I really feel for you. Because first of all, you have that first house stellium, which is like, I love the idea of love. But the moment I feel like, oh, shit, like I'm I'm a boyfriend. I have to be committed. I, I have to answer to somebody else. I can imagine there's a side of you that just like a turtle just crawls in your shell and says, "I no, no, no. Well, it's not not entirely a turtle, but there is a wild animal there that's like, let me <laughs> let me just, just mm. run and like parade the the kingdom a little bit or you know yeah. to get away let's do do my thing for a little bit you know yeah. I, I, used to, I feel i feel love in in many different ways but if my highest value is freedom i feel like i need to be loved through freedom i need to feel yeah. totally free. and um it's not that i don't like cuddles and i like to be in close proximity and i like to be in partnership with somebody and I can't, and it doesn't mean that I can't commit. It's just, I need to feel free in every situation. Yeah. Um, I yeah. need to feel totally myself because in relationships, there's a dynamic where you merge into two people. And this is the thing with compatibility and birth charts is that they complement each other in a way that you flow between each other. Right. Yeah. So in a relationship, I feel like I need to have that balance and I need to have freedom in that balance too, to a point yeah. where, um, we can flow with each other and I can still be myself and you can still be yourself. This is the thing with relationships. I don't want you to turn into me. 
or to provide for me and lose yourself. And I do not want to lose myself and provide for you. I want us to be two overflowing cups that flow into each other rather than me trying to pour into you and you trying to pour into me. You see what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I, I saw that on your story too before I recording that you were doing a Q&A with your followers and mm-hmm. you answered someone saying, I don't like partners who are high maintenance. And I think she took it the wrong way. And you beautifully explained like, this is what I mean by high maintenance. And that is so your Virgo moon, your Pisces, Venus, how you love, how you want to be loved back is through freedom, no extreme possession and attachments through art, through not mm-hmm. being stubborn, no high mm-hmm. maintenance. And it's, it's in the second really house. Do you really value a partner who has goals and ambitions outside of the relationship? I value every human being, man <laughs> or woman, that values <laughs> who has who is chasing their own purpose and dreams you know i feel like we're all here and whether you want to be a good wife or you want to be a, you want to have kids or you want to have an amazing career or you want yeah. whatever you you want to be an astronaut like yeah. I've, i value that i feel like you should be chasing your own purpose and dreams and working on it yourself first and yeah. the, the person that's meant to be with you or the person or the people that are meant to gravitate towards you will gravitate towards you because of because of you being on your own shit you know, and working on your own shit. And um, I'm here on my own shit. And this is why I feel like I can attract and I'm attracting the people that are gravitating towards me. And I'm attracted to the people that are doing the same thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, this first half stellium people in the first half of their life, maybe into their thirties, they're just like, I need freedom. I need to be me. But then the later half, they start to become leaders. They can become great spouses, great parents, and they're just leaders for the community. This is so you. Have you always wanted to work in arts and entertainment? It's difficult when you're younger thinking, oh, I know what I want to do. This is what I've always wanted to do. But as a kid, my two favorite subjects in school were PE, physical education, sport, and art. Now I juggle the two, right? Wow. And I create retreats through content and on Instagram. So it's like I'm juggling. You guys have got to check out his Instagram. You are I just love your style. I love the modeling photos. You're so Aquarius and eccentric. In one of your photos, you're holding a book that says unemployable. <laughs> like yeah. He is an Aquarius through and through. And your videography skills are just phenomenal. You are so gifted. Now tell us, though, how, where did architecture come in? Because I know you made a video sharing your, a little bit about your story and you were an architect. That's kind of different. Uh, architecture came in because I was... I was leaving uni. I went to uni to study something and you have to decide what you want to do. And I'm fascinated by the world. I have perspective. And my dream is to design my own home on the beach. And it has been forever. So I'd studied architecture. I put myself into, into the architecture studio because I was creative and I saw it as a really good career. It was yeah. a great career. Yeah. But what happened afterwards was I learned that I didn't want to be in an office. I hated the nine to five life and I didn't want to be controlled in 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 that sort of environment of going mon- Monday to Friday in and out of an office and I felt burnt out and exhausted and um I could see creativity I used to look out the window this was in Hong Kong back a decade ago when I've dreamt of doing retreats I looked out the window and I dreamt about seeing palm trees and sunshine and being by the beach every day and I stepped out there and I rebelled and one day I went to the beach, I stood on a cliff, the sun was setting. And I said to myself, this is the moment in life 
that I want to be living every single day, the ability to see a sunset and be by the beach every day. And I rebelled against the architecture career. And I began to create a new lifestyle, a new career for me by helping people and teaching, by shooting content. And now it's led all the way to creating retreats so I can facilitate my people to do the same. Wow. And James, I love this story. My listeners who have been OG since 2018 when I started this, I know they're listening to you going, (laughs) I know they're listening going, wow, this is Steph's story from the corporate to standing outside and saying, this ain't it. I need to hear the wind go through palm trees and just relax with the sunset over the water that, yeah, I get you. We are so connected on that level because you can make anything. You guys hear me for five years now say this, if you can dream it, you can achieve it. It just takes a lot of difficult conversations with people or making difficult, scary decisions where you don't know what's going to happen. You leap and the net will appear. Right, James? Can you confirm for the people? I can confirm my biggest fear in life. I don't fear much, but my biggest fear in life was heights. And when I went to Ibiza, I would stand on a cliff and I would look down at the sea 15 meters up and I tested that fear. I literally test that fear. I felt the shake. I felt the pounding in my heart. And I promise you, when you take that leap, you fly. And it is the best feeling in life, that exhilaration, that uh, the best feeling in life when you just take that leap and you jump and you land and you are a new person. You have broken boundaries. You have yeah. pushed out your comfort zone. And you are in full flow with who you actually are and who you're meant to be in this world. And it's the greatest act of self-love to show yourself we can do this. We've got Mm -hmm. ourselves, right? You know, I asked that because in your chart, there's a lot that points to success in entertainment. You have Jupiter, a planet of abundance and miracles. Uh Yeah, he is like, okay, where is this person going to experience success? If they really choose the empowered side of all their placements, where can I see this person succeed? Yours is in Leo, which is fame, celebrity, TV, art. Yeah, there you go. And you have Mars, planet of what do I put my drive towards? What really motivates me in the fifth house of Leo? And so your Mars is in Gemini. You really love to talk. This is your thing, but apply that into seriously start a podcast. Do you need a microphone? Like I got some extras. What do you like? I like this. this this Yeah, this is so great. Now your Jupiter in Leo is in the seventh house of marriage. And so this is also the house of partnership, like business partnership. And so this tells me in order to achieve success, you may want to partner with someone or you achieve success through marriage. Something about that. Now, career has always been really important for you, huh? Because you have Pluto in the 10th house. This is a mark of someone extremely successful, focused, driven, successful. What do you think of that? About the success or about the marriage or about everything? About everything. Did anything I just say stick out? Like, yes, I have felt that. I I always ask the question, would you rather be... Is it fame or fortune you're after? And Mm. I believe if I have fortune, then I will feel totally free. And I told you, this is what I'm after. And if fame comes with that, so be it. But Mm. I'm chasing true purpose and helping people to to build a fortune so I I could feel totally free and I could support the people around me, my friends and my family, first of all. If fame comes with that, 
And if fame is aligned with that, then so be it. And um, I feel like they are. This is this is what I'm meant to totally be. Yeah. I feel like I want to align with and compatible and line up with people that I'm compatible with in a sense of business and romantic relationships because it does totally. I feel supported in that dream and building something like retreats and 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 going on this. I've gone it so far alone and I've risked everything alone that I feel I want to be supported and I want to build a team around me now. And collaboration in this world is. The number of human beings and we're social creatures, right? If we collaborate and align our dreams, like we've done here talking about mm -hmm. things that we're passionate about, we elevate each other. And I'm here to be a leader and elevate each other and elevate the people around us. So I totally believe that too. I, uh, whether it's a long-term relationship on a business or romantic sense, I don't ever want to put myself in a box where I'm saying I'm signing a contract and and we are it we are signed to each other because we legally are legally bound. Legally bound because I don't like the systems and I don't want to be legally bound <laughs> by areas. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But we can come to verbal agreements. We can have agreements and be open, communicative, and say these are our boundaries and we're going to respect these boundaries for sure, for sure. That's yeah. how you build relationships. I don't feel you need to sign a contract to say that we are in partnership with each other. We need to tell each other that we're in partnership with each other. And yeah. this is how I'm going to, these are my boundaries. This is where I feel respected and disrespected. This is how I like to feel loved, physical touch and quality time and acts yeah. of service. Yeah. And I will do the same to you. And uh -huh. we will move forward with that. And then lastly, my Pluto, please remind me. Your Pluto. So Pluto in a birth chart is a generational placement. So you and I, because we're born in 91 and 88, everyone born five years before and after us, we all share the Pluto in Scorpio. So I don't pay so much like attention to what sign it's in as I do the house. Pluto represents where you may experience the greatest pain in order to step into your purpose to P words. And so Pluto in the 10th house tells me there could be some pain with father wounds, but also figuring out what's my career. But now once we figure that out and we heal father wounds, we heal wounds around, okay, I became an architect because the world told me it's good, but that's not my soul. Once you get aligned with that, oh my gosh. Pluto in the 10th is the executive getting off their private jet. This is the person who works so hard and has passion, another P word for Pluto, for their career that they are just prominent. Mm -hmm. What do you think? I feel that. I, feel that. I, 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 I don't mind if it's a private jet or it's a commercial airline or if yeah. it's a train yeah. or if it's if I'm jogging to the beach. But if I get off of something and I'm going on a new adventure and I'm inspiring other people to do the same. And I think that is my true purpose in life. You know, I don't need to be up there. I even know success comes in many ways, right? But I came from humble beginnings from a middle-class family and I'm just grateful for my upbringing of being a free child and I want to continue being that free child. And um, I want to live a simple life with beautiful people around me inside and out. And I want to be happy, peaceful and feel free. And I want the people around me to feel the same. It yeah. doesn't matter if I'm coming off a private jet. It doesn't matter yeah. if the, my best days in life are if I'm by the beach and I have 
just a picnic set up and I've, yeah. I've got a book and I'm listening to music. Yeah. Everything else is add-ons that can yeah. be taken up in any yeah. moment. I yeah. always ask the question, if there was a fire in your home, what would be one thing that you take away from your home and you're only allowed one thing? And for me, it would be a big red tin box of all my film photography from my oh. memories, from my friends' experiences and my travels. Everything else is all materialistic and can be replaced. But these memories are in here and ingrained. And if I can get have something just to remind me of those, that's what I want to continue to do, you know. Wow. What is your why? Why you wake up every morning and why you put yourself in uncomfortable situations and network and show up to countries where you know no one and why? What is your my why is just to be, just to be me yeah. and to inspire people to be themselves. Because if I can just be, everything else is going to come to me. Beautiful. You know, a lot of people who listen to this have those dreams. And this is how my podcast started is I did an adventure during my Saturn return, very similar to yours. And I just, I shared it live time. I didn't wait till I was done and achieved success. I just shared the dark side, the shitty side, the awful days, the losses live as they were happening. And people really connected with that. And one of the most common questions I get asked is how do you leave behind people or places or family members, lovers that you've outgrown and that even though you care for a lot, they aren't where you're going. Do you know what I'm saying? This is big. This is all about growth, isn't it? Yeah. Because throughout life, you got to feel like um, when we meet people in business and romantic relationships, we are, we are all soul vessels in the, in the sea and we are sailing in a direction wherever we want to go. And there's moments in life where we meet each other and we sail in the same direction. And if we love their company and we feel supported and everything, we are two vessels sailing in the same direction. But it doesn't mean that you're going to be doing that forever. Sometimes they veer off and another one comes in. And life is a lot like that. You must be have the ability to let people go in your life and let moments go in your life to be open to new experiences to let other people in. And this is to do letting go is a teaching and a practice that you should do every single day. This is the reason why I do my meditations in the morning and why I do my breathing. And I'm always in tune with my breath is that if you can let big things go like a romantic relationship, just to create space and to feel like yourself again, or if you can let a career go, or if you can let a home go for a week and take a solo travel come back to the very present moment, take a breath. The art of letting go is in your exhale. If you can inhale and exhale, you can let go of any thought and any fear and any doubt that you have in the very present moment. So check yourself and learn to let go through that and it will keep constantly coming up. But if you can let it go on an exhale and say, everything's gonna be okay, let it go, let everything go you're going to attract everything else you want in life. And it's going to be, you're going to feel freer and you're going to feel more peaceful. Beautiful. People really underestimate the power of breath work, huh? You, you attend yeah. breath work classes in Bali, don't you? I do a fair bit. I do every, every week or a couple of weeks, I'll do a breath, breath work to, to focus on my own healing. But then I have other 
healing practices that I, I deal with just to let go of my past pain and traumas and to learn about myself. So I come out of breath work feeling a lot lighter and having a lot more answers and having a lot more to contemplate. But um, yeah, I feel like I'm I'm in a space where, and Bali is one of these, and this is what I'm bringing onto the retreats too, is that I focus in on surrounding myself with good people, especially good men that we're learning to heal our pain and past traumas so that we can inspire other men to be open and in tune with their emotions and be good communicators to their partners. And this is what I'm here for. As well. I feel like I'm a, I, I'm doing my own work to inspire other people to do their own work. So yeah. in the future, we have the ability to build deeper and more meaningful connections that just blossom into something beautiful rather than bring yeah. us pain. Because we've already done that. Let's yeah. leave that pain and hurt behind. behind. Let's leave that trauma behind. Yeah. Let's find that child that was free and happy and and learn to let go of all of those other pains. And, and then we will be able to have a more free and happy life. Yes, right? This is why I love astrology is because this is like the inner child I get to look at. And then the world molds us into who it wants us to be. And we forget these placements. And so readings are just so lovely because you're like, oh yeah, I do like that. Or yeah, that is a feeling, a whisper. My intuition has been pushing me towards. It's so lovely. James, you're so gifted at what you do. Thank you for joining us on Lightworkers Lounge. Likewise, Steph, I really appreciate it. I'm so grateful to be and have this conversation. And this is only the beginning, right? So yes, absolutely. So as we wrap up the show, is there anything you want to share? Where can the people find you? You can find me on Instagram. James, you're going to find me on Instagram for sure. Yeah. And um, retreats, the retreats, Bar Retreat is there on my Instagram bio too. If you're keen to come to Bali and you're keen to yeah. escape. Yes. Um, if you connect, I'm always there. But um, let's do this journey together because collectively, as a team, we are bigger, stronger, more powerful, and we can help each other. Absolutely. And just the power of conversation with you, Steph, I feel a lot lighter. I feel more in tune with myself. Okay. And let's trust in the higher powers, the stars, and the universe that everything is going to be a okay. <laughs> Okay, that's right. You guys, James hosts retreats. His retreat space is called Balm. I wanted to ask you about that. What does yeah. balm mean? Balm is B-A-L-M. if you think about lip balm, lip balm is a lotion for healing. It's soothing, it's calming. It's the dream I had all the way back in Hong Kong when I wanted to be by the beach every day. It's the feeling you have when you come to a place like Bali and you feel peaceful, happy, and in flow with life. And you balm. you shared something on your Instagram about a balm tree or something. Do you remember you reshared an old memory? Uh, oh yes, I used to I used to do well it was a long journey, right? But I yeah. I sold balm t-shirts and skate style clothing when I wanted to have my own business first of all before I got into even well-being, wellness, traveling, retreats. It's been a long long road. It's Yeah. It's, Wait, so I've you've been, Balm's been with you for a decade. Decade, yeah. <gasps> see, that's the iceberg analogy. People will go to your Instagram now and see the Balm Instagram and say, wow, he's really got his shit together. This is beautiful. But what they don't see are those 10 years of grinding, selling Balm t-shirts. It takes a long time to get to where you are, huh? Yeah, it does. And um, I failed at that. And I failed at a lot of things. And I had You're to rebel. To. 
and uh, and I'm still looking to fail even more because the faster oh, yeah. you fail, you get there. That's my favorite thing is being a professional failure. <laughs> I'd say like ten out of ten ideas I launch, one makes it and takes off. But that's the part of just learning about yourself, not being afraid of failure. Welcome yes. failure as an opportunity to grow and try again. And the process is so fun. So who cares? Welcome failure. Come through. Have a cup of tea with me. Yes. And then leave the back door for another failure to come through. Yes, exactly. So you guys, you can find James in the show notes. We'll also add his website for Balm Retreats. If you guys are looking to attend, we'll also add all the info in the show notes. Exactly. When are your upcoming dates? You have one in June? I have one on 12th of June and then September and November this year. Oh my but gosh. like I said, in my true Aquarian vision, we have more lined up continuously. Yeah. yeah. Barley this year. And then let's bring astrology and let's bring Into it. Bring, can you bring balm to America? Because we would all love that. Can you bring it to Costa Rica? Can you bring it to our half of the globe? <laughs> well, can we, yeah, well, can we do that in Costa Rica? But can you bring astrology to it? Oh, oh my gosh. Everybody knows I've been trying to host a retreat. How fun would this be, you guys? You want good host retreats? Like, this is us, Sagittarius, Aquarius. This is what and we you want to learn about. You want to learn about astrology in real time in a beautiful place with beautiful people and connect and, yeah. and do all the things we've talked about yeah. and to jump off that 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 cliff and take the leap and, and yeah. to come meet each other. Then, then we'll yeah. set it up. Just let us yeah. know. You shared a definition of the word retreat on your stories the other day. It was so beautiful. Do you remember? Yeah, retreating is is going away from something that's difficult or 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 painful. I think about if you're at war, you retreat your your cavalry, the people retreat away. Yeah. And it's the same thing. You need to go on a retreat within yourself to gain perspective away from everything else and the noise that we are talking yeah. about. And yeah. um Within that retreat, once you retreat in yourself, you then can go back into your real world and really know what yeah. you're about. Sweet. It was so beautiful when you wrote that. I was like, wow, this is awesome. I love that. So, James, thank you. It's getting dark out, as you could tell, here in Denver, Colorado. But we would love to have you back on the show. So if we can ever catch you over there in Bali, if you guys live in Australia or anywhere near Bali, go visit James. Go check it out. Attend one of his fitness courses. Where do you teach? I teach, so in Bali, I teach boxing classes in, in yeah. a studio called Power and Revive. And then I do obviously my retreats okay. and, and then I, and I'm doing it and other things too. I got, yeah, I've got the modeling thing on the side, but I'm juggling a lot of different things, but yeah. this is, this is truly what I'm here to do yet. Yeah, I think I, you can. Yeah. You got a vlog, you got a vlog, like a day in the life of somebody living in Bali for all of us people in a snowstorm in the mountains. Can we please live? <laughs> Like I forgot. Like, I, I want to plant the seed here because we talked about manifestation, right? Yeah. And manifesting, yeah. I'm manifesting with you, Steph, yeah. doing another TV show or or some sort of broadcast yeah. about Bali life and people accessing well being and yeah. having a one night to access this lifestyle. Yeah. So and for your June retreat, I, I hope I'm not giving anything away, but I think you have one of the astrologers from the show coming, not to like do a little teaser there for you guys, but one of the astrologers from the show could very well be at his June retreat, yes? Yes, we're linking. It may not be working on the dates, but for yeah. sure this year, if you want an astrology-based retreat with 
Michelle, who was on the show, who's a fiery, fiery Aries. Then, then you can come yeah. and you can work. That sort of stuff. Awesome. Thank you, James. We here at Live River Sound appreciate your time so much. Well, me, James, here appreciates all of you. And let's continue this, shall we? Thanks, Steph. Have a lovely day. <laughs> You're welcome.